guys, and welcome to the Candidly Crew podcast. I'm your host, Chesley White. And I'm your co-host, Maureen Register. Um, Chesley. Yes, we're trying to like add some discussion at the beginning, and I just really would like to bring up that you lost a, p- a pitching wedge this weekend. Yes, yes. Thanks for rubbing it in. Um, yes, um, for those of you who don't know, Marina and I are now um, we're we're trying to learn how to play golf. Um, so we've been we're more than trying. We're yeah. really getting there. Yeah, we're getting serious about it. We're taking lessons. You have for a long time. Yeah, I'm yeah. just starting to. But um, so yeah, we went out and played this weekend, and then I realized on hole five that I did not have my pitching wedge. So the amount of people we ran back to ask, like, "Hey, did you find a pitching wedge on hole one?" I think someone stole it. Honestly, yeah, I think so too. Because otherwise, I think it would have been found. But Anyway, so now I'm going to have to get a, a new pitching wedge, and it will be the one unique club in my bag, which will give me OCD, but I'll get over it. It will. So anyway, <laughs> if anyone has any recs for a good pitching wedge, please, you know, like, comment, like, let subscribe. Let us know. Let us know. But anyway, um, so back to the show. I'm yeah. really excited today. We have a really great guest with us. Um, we have Christina Moore, who is principal and owner of Sage Point Valuations, which is a commercial real estate appraisal company, and she's also a crew member. Um, and so I'm just really excited to talk to her today about her career and how she got where she is and, and what she's up to. So you ready to bring her in? I'm ready. Let's bring her in. Christina, here you Hi. are. Hey. Hi there. How Thanks you for today? having me. Gosh, I uh, my my uh, golf clubs are kind of dusty at do the you, moment. Oh, do, do, you have, do you have a pitching wedge? <laughs> Not for you. I'm keeping my own set. <laughs> she likes to yeah. keep in a set, too. So a little yeah. OCD. Yeah. yeah, yes, exactly. So um, tell us your story about how you got into commercial real estate appraisals and just how you got started. Okay, so... I got started appraising because I was watching a late night show. This is in Alaska. I lived in Alaska at the time. Wow. And I saw a show that said you can fix and flip really easily. And it was like really easy. You make a ton of money and it's fast Mm -hmm. and you don't even have to know how to do it. So I said, this is great. (laughs) So I went and bought a single family house. This is in Anchorage. And found out that I paid too much for it, but I still was so excited about the project. I was still going to do it. And then I renovated it, put it all on my credit card, and then (laughs) it didn't sell. That's shocking. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know how to value it at the end. And in the very end, I was going to sell it by myself. I had to Mm -hmm. hire a realtor, pay the 6% commission, and I ended up losing money on that, that fix and flip, like easy easy Mm -hmm. gig. Which is supposed to be guaranteed money, right? We're supposed to be guaranteed money. That's what the TV said. (laughs) Yeah. But the very last day, there was an appraiser there. She came in, a residential appraiser, and she said, you know, this is what the the process is, and I'm going to value the property. And I was like, wow, this is great. And she gets paid no matter what the, you know, the deal goes through, the deal doesn't go through. How do you know what the value is of a property? That was my whole issue. I had no idea how much to buy it for, and I had no idea how much to renovate it for or how much to sell it for. Makes sense. Key issues. Yes, so, <laughs> absolutely. So as an, I, I was like, wow, I'm going to become an appraiser. I'm going to learn how to appraise so that I know how to buy and how to sell. Yeah. That was my whole, my whole thing. So while I may have lost $2,000 on that, you know, you can't lose deal, Yeah. Yeah. I got a great like entry into being an appraiser. Yes, so. a little hard knocks, right? Yeah. I am I so know. curious how you got from Alaska to Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina, though. Yeah. Well, you know, Alaska was a great adventure. It's been one of the most beautiful places I've lived, but 
but Greenville is close to my sister and brother. So, okay. And my mom. So family reasons. Okay. Well, so, cool. Yeah. So you decide that right then you want to get into appraising. What I do did. Do, what do you mm-hmm. do next? So then I called all around to all of the appraisers that happened to be in Alaska. And I started in the phone book, the old school way. Nice. And I started with A and started calling until I got to B, C, D, until I got to W. <laughs> and W, <laughs> that person finally hired me. Really? Yes. And so I had to take some classes. There was three classes I had to take. At the time, I had to fly to California to get to them. Oh, interesting. It's much easier in South Carolina. <laughs> you can take them here or online. So there was nothing in Alaska? No. Wow. Okay. And I, I decided to go only commercial. Okay. My background, I have an MBA, so it just seemed like a better fit for me to yeah. go commercial. And like ever since, like I started off with appraising a hotel in Alaska and wow. apartment complexes and oil fields and crazy stuff. So I guess I didn't start the normal path, but I so how do you yeah. know what something is worth? That's, that's the whole bottom line of real estate. What yeah. is it worth? Mm-hmm. And that's right. what I have, you know, used my career trying to determine. And so that's what I do. Right. What's it worth? Yeah. Okay. So you own your own company. principal and owner. So how long have you owned your company? And like, kind of walk us through like, and maybe a like a semi normal day in like an appraiser's life. (laughs) Okay. In South Carolina, not Alaska. (laughs) Right. Yes. So 2008, I opened up my own company with a couple partners and it just seemed like a natural fit for me. Mm-hmm. I like to kind of set my own course. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. And it's been great ever since. Um, and a normal day is varied. That's mm-hmm. what I like about the field. It's sometimes I'm behind my laptop. Sometimes I'm doing research. But then I'm out in the field measuring properties and talking to owners about what their big compelling vision is. What are they working on? What's their, what's their dream or what yeah. went wrong? Or what were they thinking, and what are they thinking now? What do they think, it, think it's valued at? How much do they want for it? You know, yeah. all the questions. So yeah, how much do you feel like? I'm I'm truly just curious. Like personal bias comes in when you're appraising things. Like how much of it do you feel like is like for me like hard numbers, and how much is like I'm estimating this because there's nothing like this, or this is like partially done. So how am I supposed to tell you how much it's worth when it's fully done? Kind of thing. That's a great question. It depends on the property type. So if I'm going into something super unique, it's a lot of my own personal opinions. Like I have a specialty of doing summer camps and mountain hospitality properties. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of background in that, but a lot of that is feeling. Mm-hmm. How does the property look? Does it look like something that, like, would I want to send my kid to that summer camp? Would I <laughs> want to fair. go visit the B&B or is it actually yeah. kind of not attractive? Um, and then there's always all the numbers that come behind it, you know, like an income producing property. It's much easier when there's numbers, but say there's a property that people have used as a hobby, you know, and they really haven't wanted to maximize revenues. Mm -hmm. What do you do then? So it's like looking at each and every scenario and, Mm -hmm. and applying subjectivity and, but what would the market say? I always say, what, you know, what is the market saying about this? Right. What yeah. would other people say? What are, what are my peers thinking? How would they approach it? And then I guess, you know, for those comps, are you pulling, like you're saying, say you, you know, you go to a hotel and it's, eh, it's not the, the best hotel. And you're like, this is, I don't know if I would want to stay here. And so like when you pull comps to kind of justify your value, are you also looking at like photos of a comparable hotel that kind of is in that same 
state. So you can say, well, you know, this one's, you know, proven to be worth this and it's kind of equivalent. Like, how do you subjectively prove a, a value, if that makes sense, what I'm asking? Yes, I, I look at for every different property type. I try to think about what the end user is thinking, mm -hmm. you know, if it's a, a client or a borrower or, or whoever it is that's involved in that type of asset, what are they looking for? So if it's a medical office, is there a nice racetrack where people can easily check in and check out? Does it flow? Is there wood paneling? Are there restrooms where there should be restrooms? Mm -hmm. And I've been to so many different properties and I subscribe to so many different data sources that... Yeah. I've seen them before. Okay. I kind of, you know, I've been yeah. to a medical office. <laughs> right. I know what they should look like. And when they don't, then it's like, this is awkward. If something is awkward, then it comes through in the, yeah. the yeah. like it's, it's, it's applying common sense, ruthless common sense. Yeah. I like sense. that. Ruthless common sense. I feel yeah. like that's half of my job too. Okay. <laughs> you know. I am curious. So um, it sounds like you are still very much like, someone comes, they want an appraisal, you're the one going out, you're doing it. Are there any like staff people under you? Can you delegate? Are you training anyone behind you? What does that look like in your in your job? In I your firm? I've have a couple senior appraisers now that have been meet with me for like a long time. Uh, and I have an apprentice who's been with me for about three years. And in our field, in our this profession, it's still the old apprentice profession. <laughs> so really, you still have to, as a commercial appraiser, you have to work for somebody else for 30 months. So two and a half years, okay. you have to take a bunch of education. Um, so, and I've hi I've trained a number of apprentices, maybe 10 or something and then the idea is that they can go out and and do this career on their own and or with somebody else with somebody else or on their own yeah so i've yeah. i have a staff i've had a big staff before i've had smaller staff um what so. do you prefer in terms of size good question. um i'm kind of good with where i'm at now <laughs> <laughs> a little bit less to manage and, and worry about it's a challenge bringing on new people because then it's still my license that i sign off on everything so yeah so it's hard to expand beyond that. And, and in terms of the roles I do, I like to do a lot of them. Um, I don't have enough time to do all of them, so I've really had to cut back. But the parts, yeah. you know, the, there's the fun parts, the property inspection and talking to the <laughs> borrowers. That's, yeah. like, super fun. Yeah. 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 And I mean, as an investor as well, you get to see what other people are doing. And I'm sure you could, like, put that hat on, too, and, like, oh, well, that's a really good idea. Like, maybe I should think about this, you know, if you're purchasing property yes. on the side or anything like that. It's definitely helped because I do have some property on the side. Uh, it's definitely helped. I have a multi-tenant retail and office. And how are those properties looking? How are they How are they financially performing? Yeah. You know, where are, where's the gaps? Mm -hmm. and, and I comply my, my commercial appraisal business for sure to managing an office, a retail, a warehouse, multifamily, single family, any of those. I, I get it because... Yeah, I mean, crazy. It, or I yeah. manage it or own it. That's right. So. Yeah, and I gotta ask. Um, I'm guessing those second purchases you have not put on a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of moved beyond the credit yeah, card. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. <laughs> well, cool. What do you? I mean, what would you say is your most rewarding um, part about your job? Like, what's your favorite thing about it? It's really helping the end borrower who is looking to finance something or borrow, you know, buy something. Should they buy this? And I've certainly saved people from buying a calamity where they're so passionate and involved 
And it was like my first purchase where it was like, oh, I love this property. It is the best. I'm going to completely overpay for it. Instead, I let them know, okay, this is the reality. This is what it's actually worth. And if you want to go beyond and pay more, you can, but just know right. that the market doesn't see it that way. Yeah. That's yeah. an invaluable perspective to Absolutely. have. And since I don't, I take a market perspective for my commercial appraising, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not working for the buyer or the seller it's, or the owner. I'm usually working for an, an intermediary like a bank or some third party. So I'm just going to tell them like it is. Yeah. Right. Like you're just giving them the data that they need to make whatever decision they're going to make. Right. They can is, loan however much they want to loan or borrow or how much they want to borrow right. or sell it's just or like, how much. Here's the facts, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Here's the facts. And isn't it nice and helpful and comforting to know that there's somebody out there that is going to give you the straight deal? They're not, yeah. you know. I love that. That's awesome. This is the deal. This is what it's worth. Right. Yeah. It's like you're only adding value to the situation because you're mm-hmm. just bringing good, hard data and facts. So what would you say on that same note is the most challenging part about your job? Right now, I would say getting it all done. There is so yeah. much volume right now that in every aspect of commercial real estate that everybody is busy. We could all yeah. be working as much as possible. I would echo that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. There could be, I, there could, I could keep 10 of me occupied. Yep. It's a good problem to have. You just have to figure out different ways to solve it, basically. Right. Well, you just yeah. have to figure out cloning because I also <laughs> yeah. like 10 of me. Yeah. I'm sure that would be so nice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Imagine the goal we could have. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's my ultimate goal is, you know, just have everyone else do the work so we can clone it Perfect. <laughs> right? I mean, I'd have early retirement, basically. Definitely clone one of me for just fun purposes. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. So what would you say your career trajectory has been? Has it been just like a steady climb um, up or like, you know, I, I know you started working for someone else initially and then eventually you owned your own company. Was it was it a lot of ups and then downs or sideways or how would you describe your, your career trajectory? I think overall, I my I define success as being a whole person. Like I l- pursue full round balanced life. So I'm going to focus on my health, my mental acuity, my, you know, friendships, my personal life, my two kids, you know, all of those things that I'm really passionate about and my career. So I want to do it all. And I think that I can do it all. It just has to be balanced. Yeah. That's always the key. So sometimes there's been seasons of my life that I am all in for kids. Yeah. (laughs) And like my career had to take a step back. Mm-hmm. But then there's other seasons where I'm like all in for career. And then I take, you know, the yeah. trajectory is, you know, goes, it escalates. And there's other times, you know, other seasons, it's, it's, it's an ebb and flow. Yeah. So I would say I sometimes it, it advances fast and other times it's a river. Yeah. And that's all success. I feel like Kimberly said the same thing. We had Kimberly Bailey on last time, and she was saying the same kind of thing. Like, there, she had to learn that sometimes, like, certain things have to take a backseat to balance out the thing that you need to be focusing on at the time. And I think it's such a good perspective, especially someone that's younger in the field, as I look forward, because it feels like my trajectory should always be straight up, right? <laughs> you know, like, it yeah. should always be a diagonal. And it's okay to sometimes say, like, hey, there's other things that are important in life. And so I really appreciate that perspective that you've yeah. given us. Absolutely. Just keeps in perspective what's important. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, have you ever had any unique growth opportunities presented in your field? Like, you know, someone came to you and said, hey, I want you to do this, or, you know, what do you think about this opportunity? And, um, you know, it was just maybe different or not something that you were used to. I think I've I've had several of those in, in different areas. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like technical appraising, I was an apprentice in appraising oil fields. That's kind of crazy. And like That's a 20-story hotel. And then I, you know, I moved to South Carolina and I'm appraising a 120-unit Tanger outlet. It's, you know, how do I know how to do that? I don't know. I'm going to figure it out, though. Ruthless common sense, that's how. I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. I'm going to apply everything else I know, and I'm going to ask, and I'm going to figure it out. So, well, I mean, how, how do you figure out how to do that? I mean, do you have to just study other properties of that type? or Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, so that's in terms of the technical part. I, I, there's a way, there's a path, there's a, a system to, for how to do everything. And, mm-hmm. and if I don't know, then I'm going to ask somebody. Is there, to that point, like... I know that there's other, you said there's other principles that you have at the company, but is there like a guild situation for appraisers <laughs> where you're like, I've never done this, no one else I've seen has done this? Like, where do where do you go to ask other questions? There's definitely, I'm part of the Appraisal Institute. So I am an MAI, which used to stand for a member of the Appraisal Institute. It no longer has those actual words, but okay. that's the highest designation you can get in, in my field of appraising. But so there's a whole field of appraisers out there, commercial appraisers. And since I'm in this higher designation, I can reach out to any of those. And I'm on the board, the state board for South Carolina, have been for years. So other things to to challenge myself would definitely be to to be on other boards, professional boards. That's what I would say people should do, whatever their their profession is. Mm -hmm. Sign up for those guilds or the boards or whatever and become an active member. Or leadership. Yeah. I do think it helps, like, challenge the status quo of things, of, like, how you normally do things to have more people in the room and to usually be, I mean, especially in the accounting field, you're obviously, like, fighting about standards and what should happen and what shouldn't happen. And so I feel like even if nothing comes, even if we don't change anything, we've at least had, like, the theory or the discussion behind it, and I feel like that helps grow who you are as a person but also the profession in a way. Um, Absolutely. Um, do you have a mentor? And if you do, what is that relationship like and kind of how it came to be? I have to point out that Christina was my first mentor <laughs> oh, in crew. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have to take this opportunity. She was my crew buddy. Okay, so any success that I see in Chesley is because it's, of it's, it's all <laughs> yeah, for me. Okay, yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Great yeah. job. You've done great. <laughs> Thank you. Well, she was actually the one um, that when we were talking about starting shelter um, and I was thinking about leaving my company at the time, she was encouraging me to do that. And, you know, just, you know, why not? You, you know, only have one life. And, you know, if this is something you're really interested in, go for it. What do you have to lose? You know, like you always, I'm an employable person. You yeah. could always yeah. fall back on another job if I fall flat on my face. Um and you always so, have a credit card, so that's right. That's right. <laughs> Can you so anyway? So, yes. A little aside, Christina was an awesome mentor um, for me. So. I think that I've probably had informal mentors along the way. Mm-hmm. Nothing, no, nothing formal like we have set up here. But I've had other people reach out to me and and help me, and mostly by asking good questions. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. quality of the questions that we ask ourselves and others. Yeah, that's really what it is. So while I haven't had any formal mentors, I would say like even people from YouTube, (laughs) ironic, it's like those are the kind of people that 
yeah. that ins- continue to inspire me and, and give me energy and reflect back for where I'm going with my vision, my compelling vision for the future, what I'm creating. But and then turning it over, I'm really pretty passionate about helping other people and bringing them along and, and seeing their careers rise. And there's, it's so easy to lean out mm-hmm. and say no and not be involved. Yeah. And it's scary to lean in. It really is. <laughs> and somebody yeah. sometimes it, it's helpful to have a little push mm-hmm. yeah. and just have somebody to talk to about it because it's easy. To, friends, sometimes you'll only talk about friend stuff, but a mentor, you talk about how are you, where are you going? Where do you want to go? Right. What are you excited about? It's true. What fires you up? I feel like, yeah, like having someone just to kind of voice, maybe even a question you might've had for yourself, but when someone else asked it to you, you're like, okay, as I'm answering this question, Mm -hmm. I'm understanding a lot more about myself. Right. (laughs) Like speak it out loud to you. So it is the questions that really do help make a mentor relationship work. Right. It's like challenging that thought process, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about goals, do you have any specific, either personal or professional, like five, 10-year goals as far as like what you think that should look like for you or your company? I have have a lot of goals in terms of being a whole person. So I have goals that, I have goals in like health, (laughs) um, mental areas, you know, social perspectives and my goals for my kids. And I want to be an incredible role model for them and show them what the possibility is of life. And then for the career, I have goals for appraising, but I also have goals for investing. Yeah. So I think. What are they? Do you feel comfortable sharing? (laughs) Well, for me, since, uh, you know, I'm a commercial person, Mm -hmm. I am going to continue investing in commercial properties Mm -hmm. and residential. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I have to do one or the other. Like I'm multi, I want to be multi You're a whole person. I am. I want to do it all. I don't want to just focus. I'm not a a focus on one area. I want it all. I want to focus on several areas. I love that. I mean, you could look back on your career later in your life and just say, I did it all. Like, you know, I had a family. I had an awesome career. I had fun. I had good friends. Like, I mean... I love that 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 well-rounded approach to everything. I feel like sometimes we could get siloed and like trying to get the next step in our career and you know trying to also make our clients happy, like just working like so hard. Um, but it's nice to kind of like step back and, and have that perspective. I really love that. How old are your kids? Can I ask? Uh, well, my older son just graduated from USC, That's so exciting. twenty-two, and yeah. then I uh, went at Clemson at twenty. So nice. nice. Yeah. They're both doing great, and they're on their own path, and. And I have to say, like, uh, as you talk about, like, mental acuity, which I think is really important, are there any things that you do that you're like, this is just something that I've done that I think helps keep my mind sharp? I think the ability to focus. Hmm. Setting aside the cell phone (laughs) or the distractions and that moment of focus, however, and and testing yourself for how long you can actually have that focus because I think we're so distracted now. Mm -hmm. That's true that the ability to have that higher level of thinking when you need it. Mm-hmm. Are there tricks that you do that help you focus? I do. I, uh, I, you know, it's an intentionality, setting the intention. Sometimes I even like set a timer like, okay, I'm not going to get out of this chair <laughs> for like yeah. 40 minutes. So like 40 minute session for me is great if I, you know, if, when I, you, when you have those moments where you really need to do deep thinking, they call it deep work. Right. Have you, you read can, that book? I, I I skimmed part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, on my it's on my list. Unnecessary Sorry. to read the whole book. 
Well, read the, no, read the key points. Okay, points. get it out, get it out. <laughs> She'll get the Spark Notes version. <laughs> yeah. I'll also get it Yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. Okay. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I love I love that. So um, what would you say to someone that's looking to enter this field um, in terms of, like, advice? Like, what, what's the most important thing that you would tell them to do? Um, I know that you have to ask the question of, like, where do you want to be um, for that person? But, you know, just in general, like, what would you any career advice you have for them? I would say think about what kind of lifestyle you want because real estate can be a good for a well-balanced life. Um, it's easy to work a lot. And if you're that kind of person that wants to work a lot, then that's available. So really, what are your intentions going into a career and, and making sure that there, people are asking questions? What does it look like? What does a typical day look like? What are my responsibilities? How much self-direction do I have to have? Do I have to be a writer? Do I have to be able to do analysis? Yeah. <laughs> how, much good question. how much yeah. Excel am I going to be doing? How much Word? <laughs> and am I, am I good at those things? <laughs> am I good at doing research? Yes. Am I good at talking to people? Am I not good at talking to people? Yeah. Do I want to go into an office or not? So really like self-reflection on where you think you want to head. Absolutely. Yeah. And isn't that true for every every career? Like are you yeah. a an analyzer person or are you really like more of a you know talker collaborator mm -hmm. oh on that note I have to ask you are you would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert extrovert really so you like the talking <laughs> yeah I like the interaction well, I, I mean like... she said at the beginning that site visits and talking with the yeah, owners yeah that's true. your favorite mm -hmm. part which mm -hmm. it's true like I'm sure there are people that don't enjoy that part but really enjoy the review, the analysis. Yeah, and the more office side of things, which, you know, would work well if you guys paired together anyway. I mean. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Marina? Oh, I'm an extrovert. My favorite part of my job is not, um, well, I love Excel, but I love talking to my clients. I love developing my staff. Honestly, the staff development piece of my job is maybe my favorite part. So. Someone, I told them what I liked about my job, and they're like, mm, sounds like you just like chatting. And I was like, well, you know what? A lot can happen when you're chatting. Right. You can learn a lot, for sure. And what about you, Chesley? Yeah, I um, I think I'm an extrovert as well. I, I just really enjoy the business development aspect of my job, and, like, even, like, networking and going, going to crew events. Like, I leave crew events, and granted, like, you guys are some of my, my best friends and crew, so, but I leave crew events, like, feeling so energized. Like, oh, my God, that was so much fun. Um, you know, now I've got to follow up on this and this, and, you know, it's just, it's great. So, but uh, crew events are still fun, even if you're an introvert. Yes, you make yeah, it very fun true. for everyone. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Good point. Yep. Yeah. Well, cool. How, well, speaking of crew, um, to wrap this up, how has crew helped you? I think the very first meeting that I went to, I was sitting at a table, a round table, and the person to my right was an attorney. And so she closed my uh, my office loan. Nice. <laughs> Six weeks later. Perfect. Nice. Um, other I've used uh, brokers within crew, uh, insurance people within crew. So I think that having a well-rounded crew is very helpful. Yeah, for sure. Super helpful yeah. uh, to be able to, and even just to walk into rooms and know people it's at so nice. whatever event I'm Agreed. going to. Super mm. helpful. Agreed. It just yeah. kind of takes the edge off. Yeah, Makes it a little yeah. bit easier just to, to, to enter those circles. You know, yeah. you're like, hey, friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me enter your circle. 
Yes. One thing, gosh, I feel like I'm plugging crew today. Hardcore, oh, we're but, supposed to be right. Um, but podcast. one thing I really love is, and you started this too when we first started meeting um, when we were crew buddies. But it's at the end of like our you know coffee session or whatever it was, you know, just like talking. It was like, what can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. And I've never been a part of an organization that that question was asked. It's usually just like, okay, you know, thanks, bye. And but you know, this was like you weren't the only person. It was seriously like two or three people. Like, what can I do to help? And then like followed up on that. And I just thought that was super cool. Like, you know, just to be thinking about other people. And the the true point of the organization was to, you know, promote other women and and help them succeed in commercial real estate. So, I don't know. I thought that was awesome. That is a big part of it. And I would really love to see for us going forward, I would love to see an expansion of everybody's skill sets. So, you know, everybody, I want to encourage everybody within their own fields Mm -hmm. to be the best and be passionate about it and excel and join their boards, their respective boards and, and level up and play at a higher level. I'd Mm -hmm. love to see all of us, like a larger number of people be on the senior senior management, ownership, senior work on the bigger projects, the harder projects, the ones that are more lucrative. Yeah. I would love to see. we could do it. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. The skill set is, is there. It's just like oh, sure. grabbing it and taking that challenge and knowing that we can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have the skill sets. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, but keep leveling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Right. Do you want to enter our rapid fire? fire. (laughs) Yeah. So we have our rapid fire fun questions because this interview has been super not fun up until now. Um, So Chesley, would you like to start us off? Yes. So what do you like to do for fun? I love to ski. Ah. Where where have you skied most recently? Aspen. I love skiing. I love to go to new places all the time and challenge my kids. So your kids go with you as well? Yes, and I'm... Are you still a better skier than your kids? No, they're, oh, they've wow. surpassed me, but I'm pretty good. Okay. What's your favorite place to ski? I know you just went to Aspen recently. Aspen is recently my favorite. Is your favorite, too? I love okay. Vail and okay. I I Snowbird, and I could come up with a list of awesome places. Um, I like <laughs> to go sit in lodges, and I have a bad knee, so I've told myself that I can't ski, but maybe I need to level up, honestly. That's, you know... Get rid of that self negative self-talk. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, what is your favorite place to travel in general? It might be the same spots, but. My favorite place to travel is the next place. Oh. Look at her. You're so Look clever. at her. She's so clever. I am clever. so excited about the next places. <laughs> there, I've had so many incredible experiences. Okay. But... We'll have to talk about travel next time. I see yes. you at a well, what, um, is there a favorite type or are you just you know willing to accept it all like are you thinking like beach mountain city like you know I love to be active on a vacation so I like to walk but I had a tremendous time in Hong Kong oh loved Hong Kong and and Israel on the complete opposite side was spectacular for its history and touching the Jordan River that was a a, incredible I've had friends that have gone and have loved Israel so well, what is your favorite business-related book? Or if you don't have one, your favorite book in general? I would say Jonathan Livingston Siegel is actually one of my favorite books. Is he an architect? Yeah, he, he I don't know. Jonathan Livingston Siegel, I think, is by um, Richard Bach. And it really talks about, like, how to soar as an individual. Okay. How to not look at who your, who your companions are, but, you know, kind of rise above them. Challenge yourself. Nice. Yeah. Love that. And The Alchemist, that was a great book, too. Love that I book. I haven't read that one either. Um, no, I, I, we need to start... Mental notes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, put it in the show notes. <laughs> what 
TV show are you binge watching right now? <laughs> I am not any right now watching any, but I just I finished The Queen's Gambit. I loved oh, that one. Yeah, I've heard good things. It was, I kind of was seen that one. fun. It was fun. Okay. I liked it. Did binge that. That okay. was fun. How long did it take you to binge it? Oh, probably like probably three weeks. Okay. Just because it was fun. I wanted to. You spread. wanted to like experience it. Yeah. Spread it out. I've I've gotten that way with shows. I watched a whole show yesterday, so <laughs> I can't relate. <laughs> when you were supposed to be doing what? Uh, either working or cleaning my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Ted Lasso was Happens really good. to us all. Happens Would to recommend it. <laughs> so. All right. Last question. And what? the best one. Really. Oh, yes. Best question. That's right. I was like, what? Are you saying that Ted Lasso no, no, no. is the best show? No, no. I don't know. This is the my best favorite question. question. All right. What is your favorite restaurant in Greenville or the upstate area? And what do you get mm. there? <laughs> I like the kitchen sink. Ah, I'm going there on Friday. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just yeah. love their salads and I like their popovers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Salads. Okay. It's really good for like too. And it's an independent and yeah, yeah it that's is. all good stuff. It's a nice little spot. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Perfect. Good answer. Yes. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come on to our podcast and talk to us a little bit about your career and about um, appraising and commercial real estate in general. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot about you and yeah. actually about appraising. So who knew? And, and I, don't, I don't know if I knew that you were from Alaska. Well, originally I'm from California. Okay. I so just, just, you know, did a little sojourn in Alaska for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years is a kind of sojourn. Okay. So spending 10 years in Alaska is still, that's a, that's a fun fact. And surviving that the daylight shortages and, and extra, I don't know. It was pretty cool. <laughs> the shortages where it's just day all the time, which I was in Alaska this last summer. Oh. When it was, I was actually counseling at a camp for teens. And so oh. trying to get teenagers to bed when the sun's still out, it's real hard. It is hard. It's real hard. <laughs> so. Yeah. And to do that for 10 years. Whew. Yeah. But you can do pretty much anything now. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. there you go. <laughs> the limit. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it. Well, cool. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. I know our, our guests are really going to appreciate it as well. 